Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. I know, that's... that's (laughs) But, well, we're live, so I hope you do. We're live! <laughs> Figure it out now! I thought there was another step. I didn't realize we were going to go live that quick. <laughs> we invite people of all backgrounds to share their stories. Their nuanced conversations. And forward thinking. And not taking ourselves too seriously. Everyone's story matters. Every voice is important. Life is polarizing. But not everything is black and white. Come join us as we fade to gray. Yeah. Good evening. Good evening, everybody. Podcast world. Hey, guys. (laughs) So, okay. All right. I got a couple of things I want to ask you guys. Have you heard about this uh, really crazy satellite, this Chinese satellite or whatever, a rocket ship or whatever it is that's about to crash down to Earth at any minute? What? Vaguely. No. I vaguely heard something about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so, you know, I don't want to call it the Chinese rocket, though, because I'm afraid I'll be called a racist. <laughs> I mean, it's like the Chinese I mean, virus, you know? That does sound pretty racist, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Cancel him. Cancel him now. Descriptive word. Descriptive word. I mean, it's their <laughs> rocket. So, right. You did, you did warn us that you wanted to come in with some news and you didn't tell us what it was. Now I see why you didn't tell us what it was. And yeah, not, just, only, not only that, we told Elizabeth that she's going to get her chance to intro this episode and you just <laughs> come in and talk right over her as well. So not only I didn't even get a are chance. you a, a racist, you're a chauvinist as Omar, well. Omar, you're so high, you don't even remember what we talked about before we went live. And that was that we were going to talk about the news first. And so this rocket <laughs> is going to crash. Tell me all about your rocket. Minute. <laughs> on top of Chris's apartment building, everybody. You never know. This rocket's never know. coming. It's coming it's straight for Chris. You never know. <laughs> they don't know. I mean, they should know if it's if it's like coming into orbit. They should know like where it's going to hit. They, like, the at closer least it gets, the closer it gets, the more they have an idea. But they honestly have no idea. The last I heard, they said it was going to crash around 11 p.m., give or take four hours. <laughs> and did and they, they have a general location like no. area? No, like nothing. Here, they don't know where the rotation of the Earth. There's no general. <laughs> no, there's got to be something. Holy crap! That there's like a can't sleep tonight. Now. <laughs> they have like a few <laughs> predicted patterns, possibly. You know, like the, uh, what I saw was like four different patterns. So it could be anywhere from Texas to Mexico to Africa to Australia or something like that. Is what I saw. Hopefully, so, an we're ocean. safe. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's not us. So. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, well, they said specifically Pennsylvania, like right over the uh, Williams uh-huh. house is what they oh, said. Yeah. Oh, oh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty specific. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to go out, I mean, you might as well get, go out by getting killed by a giant rock. I mean, go big. Go I'm big. not trying to get Donnie Darko'd today, y'all. I, I, I just want to live. Talk talk about destiny or fate right there. There you go. <laughs> so you can't, you can't run. You can't run from a fucking rocket flying from the sky. <laughs> there's nothing you could do if there's a rocket coming right for your head. Especially if they don't know where it's going to land. <laughs> there's nothing. That seems like uh, that just doesn't seem make seem to make sense to me in my mind. Doesn't like, it seem it, irresponsible of the Chinese government? 
I don't, I mean, irresponsible, whatever, but I, I just don't see how they can't even figure out any general idea. Like Michelle said, like, where is this going? Like, could you not say Southern versus Northern hemisphere or like East versus West or like, right. I mean, the earth is big and we spin on an axis point and it's, it's consistent, right? So right. that's a consistent number and it should be coming in to orbit not at a consistent number. That's the variable. Well, the problem is it's falling out of orbit. <laughs> falling out of orbit, but but it's still going to be fall at a particular rate, faster and faster and faster. So if you knew that number, you could figure out how. It's like, still subject to the laws of gravity. So yeah, there's sure. calculations. Right. There. We're talking NASA here. Do they not have anybody right. now that can manage to calculate this? I mean, like, do we other... need to go back to those ladies that repped right. so well years ago, or what? Do can't somebody like shoot it down too? I mean, isn't there Star like, Wars other program? Op- <laughs> other options <laughs> or something like that? Yeah, where, there's where, Star where Wars is, protocol. Where's space? Where's Space Force when you need Space exactly. Force? Come exactly. On. <laughs> <laughs> well, My the Chinese goodness. government is saying that by the time it actually lands anywhere, like most of it should be burned up in the atmosphere, and you know they, they're Man, saying it should sense. be minimal, minimal damage. <laughs> <laughs> then what the big? What's the big? Why do we need to talk about it? Here's, to here's, it. here's the question. All this here's the question. Is this a is this a cultural thing where they don't they don't want to be shamed for having a satellite that's coming out of orbit so they're not actually gonna say anything because you know they don't want to admit that it might kill somebody. Well, I mean they didn't really say anything about the virus until pretty late too though. So you know. I mean that was a whole shame thing though. That's their yeah. that's they have to put on a good face, safe face. They've known about this for a few days though. I, I don't know. It's weird. I heard about I it. about it for a few months too. <laughs> I'm sure they did. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a weird thing. I, yeah, I, I thought it'd be something interesting to talk about, especially if tomorrow we wake up and it's done like massive, you know, damage. To There's a crater city. somewhere. <laughs> right. Exactly. Probably. So if you wake up tomorrow and you can't get a hold of me, Chris, you know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, Elizabeth. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh yeah. It's Mother's Day. Let's talk about that for a second. We have two mothers here. Uh, Elizabeth, you're the mother of, uh, what four kids and 17 cats something like that, that right? yes <laughs> that's yeah. pretty damn close <laughs> michelle you're the mother of how many kids i'm the mother of four and soon to be the grandmother of three. Oh, <gasps> Ooh, that's right that's exciting. yeah, yeah my yeah. daughter's Wait, having triplets. triplets yeah oh my triplets. gosh yeah <laughs> oh she's her heart weeks now so and doing well oh my gosh oh. Yeah, she was just visiting me wow. this week, so and she's got a little tiny bump. It's not even very big yet. Did you just oh, say bless it. her heart? Bless her heart. I did. Bless her heart. Who like are in the you? in the southern way. In the southern oh, way. I know, <laughs> right? Heart. I well, she lives in Texas. To this, but you know, is she going to have a C-section? Um, I I would imagine that that okay, good. That I was going to say bless her happening. vagina. I don't know. Yeah, no shit. Can you imagine? <laughs> Ooh. Just well, I had one twins. I mean, I'm gonna hear to tell happens. you. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, to it me, is. it's it's this is this is I'm I'm enjoying listening to all of her comments and stuff because I had twins. She's a twin, and so you know all of her. Well, I, it hurts. There's already pressure. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> used to it. It's gonna hurt for the next 18 years. <laughs> this is her first this child. Works. Her first, yeah, her first. Well, so, I say child. There's child multiple children. <laughs> children <laughs> yeah children what a way to start oh no kidding no kidding i was like you are an overachiever to the nth degree so wow that's pretty incredible I'd be congratulations like, if, thank you yeah i would be ending there like, what a great start <laughs> I and they will too i think they will more than likely i would i mean i'd be like mm, yeah we're not tempting that again three and done yeah, yeah. why not <laughs> do you all have big plans for mother's day no i do you do <laughs> What is what your you, plans, Elizabeth? What, yeah, are what are you doing? I'm going into the, the store where I work um, and babysitting kids so that the drywallers can come drywall. Uh, so it'll be my four plus three. Oh, and, uh, yeah. Supposed <laughs> to be without the kids on Mother's Day. <laughs> here's what happened. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. I thought Mother's Day was next weekend. Okay. And I thought it was next weekend. And so in my mind, I'm thinking... Like, no worries, right? My our uh, I, our store that I work for just got a new building. We're trying to build some classrooms in the basement so that we can have private music lessons. And our retail's on the top floor, and our rent is up next 
this coming Friday at our old store. So like the lesson rooms have to move, like the teachers have to start being able to teach now. And mm. the people that they had gotten, that my boss had gotten to do the drywall, um, there was one problem after another, after another, after another. So finally, on Thursday, I was giving lessons to a family and the grandmother, mother, she's the guardian of all of her grandkids. She came in and she's like, I'm so sorry we're late for our lessons. She was covered in drywall mud. She's like, I was at my job um, and I just had to run and grab the kids and bring them here. I'm like, wait, drywall mud? That's your job? I thought you were a painter. She's like, no, I can do drywall too. And I'm like, really? That's pretty impressive. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So I, I told my boss and my boss called her. She's like, well, I could come in on Sunday. And she's like, the only thing is I have to find a babysitter. And I'm like, well, I know her kids. Uh, my kids love her kids. And sure, I'll do Sunday. And <laughs> and then found out it was Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah. Linda hung up the phone and she's like, um, that's Mother's Day. I'm like, I don't even care. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there are a lot of people who are really into celebrating holidays on the specific day that it is. And I get that. But honestly, Mother's Day could be any day you want. You know, Absolutely. You, you, yeah. You take a day for yourself whenever you feel like it, I suppose. But uh, yeah. well, well, I mean, that's cool. You're going to get to hang out with a bunch of kids. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing says Mother's Day like hanging with a bunch of kids. Right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I get to hang out with my mom tomorrow. I'm pretty stoked Aww. about it. I'm going to take her out to eat and uh, get to spend a little bit of time with her. So that's exciting. That's nice. So that's going to be fun. Yeah, that's it. My son's making me dinner tonight because he has to work tomorrow. So oh, that's he and his wife are downstairs lovely. making dinner right now. It smells great. <laughs> <laughs> then you're like, oh my God, that smells really good. So, What's he making? What? Yeah, making, what are they making? He's making me filet mignon and oh. uh, roasted potatoes and uh, Brussels sprouts. Ooh, that sounds and we have great. an air fryer. I got an air fryer the other day because when I do prep, I need to have... I need to do a lot of food at once. So I wanted an air fryer. So he's, he's got the inaugural visit with the air fryer. He's, he's testing it out for me. So. Oh, that's cool. Very hopefully, cool. Hopefully it works well. We'll see. <laughs> for those that don't remember, uh, Michelle's talking about her food prep here. It's because she's a bodybuilder. Yeah. This woman is a hoss. Like if there's a woman that could kick my ass for sure, it's Michelle Collins. Oh, for like, goodness sakes. Whenever you flex your Chris, muscles and stuff. <laughs> When you flex your muscles, I'm so intimidated. Oh. You're you're shredded. Not yet. Going to be 12 weeks. 12 weeks from now, I step on a stage. So 12 weeks from today. So it, it, I better be shredded. I'm going to be pissed. I'm, I'm already <laughs> feeling some stress and pressure about it. So <laughs> it doesn't feel like anything's happening. I know that's how it goes, but it still gets in your head mentally. So, well, you, I mean, so this you, isn't, oh, sorry. You look absolutely the, incredible. Thank you. Yeah. So go ahead, Elizabeth. <laughs> I wasn't sure who was hosting the show, but I'm going to step in and say, I thought I was starting the show. Okay, go for it. <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is, this the, is this the first show you've done since last fall? Yeah. Yeah. So I went into okay. a build season after last fall. And, and I, un, unfortunately, I, I got a late start on my build because I did the reverse out of the last show, which, you know, you gradually increase your calories and everything again, because the goal is to not put on too much fat. And, mm -hmm. uh, and then I went it's into a build goal. season, <laughs> but, um, I got really sick in January. Um, really sick. Oh. I got, I got gluten unknowingly and I'm celiac. Um, mm. and I had a supplement that apparently had gluten in it and I had no idea the supplement could have gluten in it. So I took oh. it for six days, kept getting progressively <sighs> sicker and not knowing, I knew it was a gluten response, but I couldn't figure out where it was. And, uh, finally it, it dawned on me, it has to be the supplement. And by then my immune system went crazy and I lost 10 pounds um, was severely dehydrated to the point. I thought I was going to have to go to the hospital one night and my muscles were cramping. My hands Ooh. were curling in. Uh, it was horrifying. Um, I'm still getting muscle cramps in my feet. That hasn't stopped yet. And so oh my goodness. I had to reverse all over again. So I was, I was like six weeks behind on my build. So I did a season of build. So I'm not as big as I would like to be yet. Um, but it was time to start prepping. Cause I'm doing four shows this summer. So it was oh, time wow. to time to start prepping. So we'll see what's there. I'm hoping there's a lot more muscle than was there last year. So I'm happy about cool. that. But I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how much. Anyway, what's you your can show our viewers real quick. Just those. just like flex that arm muscle real quick and show them your. your <laughs> My gun. coach gets mad. She's like, you cannot work arms. Your arms, <laughs> your arms get way too big. They don't look that big there. Um, but yeah, I've put on a lot of muscle. So it, we'll see how it goes. 
And I know it's like uncouth to ask a woman her age and stuff, but what are you, 45? Uh, uh, no, I'm 55. Okay, um, well, you look incredible. Yeah, well, thanks. Yeah. Some guy some guy walked up to me in the gym today. I just met him today. And he's like, he's like, can I ask you a question? And I said, yeah. And he goes, I don't want to offend you. And I go, oh, okay. <laughs> what are you about to ask? Because <laughs> I get some interesting questions. <laughs> and he's like, I just want to know how old you are. And I'm like, oh, I don't get offended by that. I said, I'm 55. He goes, you're 55? And I said, yeah. And he goes, nice job. <laughs> thank you <laughs> i'm out lifting half the guys in the gym i'm 55 so that's he was right like, you're, you're doing really well i said yeah i'm doing all right thanks <laughs> and you have to get your fair share of online creepers i'm guessing because oh you, my god constantly you post a lot of pictures what, what what are some of the things they say uh oh i've had all kinds of suggestions a lot of time i'm just getting a lot of dick pics that's interesting that blows my mind me too i'm like dude why do you think that a woman wants an unsolicited dick pic it's not like i went hey send me a picture <laughs> they just they just come in. And the other day, it's a guy that's followed me on Instagram for a while. I had no idea that it would be anything. He sent me a video and I was like, oh, what did he send me? And I hit the video. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, that's, that's not acceptable, but it happens. What does your husband time. say about those pictures? Um, he doesn't say anything. <laughs> gotcha. He's pretty cool about it though. He's not like upset he, about it. He has been, he has in the past, he he hasn't said much. We're we're not living together right now, so he's not saying much of anything. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All so right. uh, I don't think it bothers him because to me, I'm just like whatever. I you know yeah. that is so unsolicited to me that I'm like whatever. It's not like I'm out there asking anybody for pictures, so there yeah, would be no reason not. to be upset about it. I, I guess you could be. It, it would depend on the man, I guess. So yeah, I, I just can't imagine why any woman would find a dick attractive enough to <laughs> to solicit a picture of it. But yeah, you know, hey. I will say this. I've had a few that I went, well, damn. (laughs) (laughs) All righty then. (laughs) I I had one guy who persisted for a while and and I won't give any details, but he was a former NFL player. (laughs) Oh, wow. He had a lot to be proud of. I'll have to say. Anybody we know? I don't know. I wouldn't wouldn't know. No, I'm not doing that. (laughs) I, I wouldn't know. But I finally did ask him one time. I'm like, dude, what are you doing online doing this? Like, you're an attractive guy. You have this, you know, athlete past you're packing. Why are you not out meeting somebody? And he's like, yeah, I'm just kind of a quiet guy. Stay at home. I'm like, okay, I'm not buying that, but okay. So I did ask him, but then I, I quit communicating. <laughs> I'm like, you have to stop sending me these pictures. Wow. <laughs> you just have to stop. So yeah. it was, it was interesting, but yeah, the, the tougher comments are the in face-to-face comments though. Those ones get a little. I'm sure I, that's creepy as fuck. I find it kind of like, kind of funny sometimes it depends because it's always much younger guys which blows me away i'm like you know i'm like 55 years old right and they're like yeah so i'm like what like what is wrong thing. with you it's the milf man you have that, to i guess that's you it have to thank american pie for that oh it's, my uh, god stifler's mom man stifler's yeah. mom was hot uh-huh. michelle collins is stifler's mom no 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 <laughs> I did, you know, I had one kid, he was literally 22 years old. I, I stood there, I laughed. I'm like, oh my God, you're 22 years old. He, um, he came up to me, he talked to me in the gym and he was like, um, can I ask you a question? And I said, yeah. And he goes, if I wanted to meet somebody in the gym and I found somebody attractive in the gym, you know, what should I say to them? You know, and I'm thinking, oh, he's got some little girl in here. He's all interested in everything. And I said, so I start giving him like motherly advice. I'm like, well, you know, you should just be yourself and, and like, just maybe ask their name and just say, Hey, you know, I'm really attracted to you. I just wanted to come meet you. And, uh, he goes, oh, okay. And he sticks his hand out. <laughs> he says, hi, I'm so-and-so. I'm really attracted to you. I just wanted to come meet you. And I'm like, oh my That's God. Kind of what? <laughs> and I did, I said, dude, that was really good. I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm like super yeah. impressed, but I'm like almost three times your age. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm like, it's a, it's a great compliment. Thank you. But yeah, no, thanks. That is really smooth. <laughs> wow. Well, we didn't, bring you, guts. We, we, we didn't bring you on to talk about dick pics. Yeah, I know. I know. Sorry. Why do we bring Michelle on? Tell us a little bit about Michelle Elizabeth. All right. Here's what I know. I know that Michelle <laughs> is a bodybuilder, which we clearly have discovered. Um, She is also a podcaster and an author. Um, She's the host of Mental and what's the book podcast again? Bookish the Canon Continues and it's on hiatus right now because Michelle is exhausted. Oh, I'm sure. So (laughs) I couldn't, I couldn't remember the title though. Yeah. But you can still find episodes online, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 
Um, and we're here to talk to you, Michelle, about your book called Into the Gray that was released on April 27th. Right. I'm excited to hear about this being an <laughs> avid reader myself. So uh-huh. is this is this book um, a novel or is it fiction, non, uh, nonfiction, or is it your testimony or bi- uh, like an autobiography? What uh, kind, kind of book of. are we looking at here? Well, the idea for the book was originally a doctoral thesis idea um, that I wanted to talk about. And then as I started thinking about writing that, it was something I was living out. So it became very personal to me. And so it's, it's very anecdotal. Um, but it's basically on the psychological and emotional toll that a religious deconstruction takes on you. Mm. And it, so it's from a psychological perspective. So it's my story of what I went through emotionally and psychologically, but I also go into the challenges psychologically of trying to change your mind, trying to undo indoctrination, Um, and I liken the whole process to a grief cycle, um, which is my contention that you are actually grieving when you're deconstructing. Um, so somewhere along the way, that may still be my dissertation. I haven't decided how I'm going to approach it yet though, but that's, so the, the story, the book is my story. So it's told from a storytelling perspective, but it's about psychology basically. So, yeah. And, and you're definitely qualified to talk about this as a licensed therapist, right? Well, I'm not a licensed therapist. I am a doctoral student. No, I'm a doctoral student in psychology. I am a certified life coach um, and I have my pastoral ordination. So I have a few qualifications, but nothing that has credentials behind my name yet. It's that's coming. Yeah, but you're pretty much there. Getting there. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. That's good. That's really good. So what is the, uh, uh, I guess, like, how, how have people been responding uh, to your book? I saw on Amazon that there's already like a bunch of reviews and they're all very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, again, that was something I was super stressed about because the publisher that I'm with, all of their authors have like gone bestsellers on Amazon. <laughs> so I felt all this tremendous pressure. Um, so I was, stro- I was so stressed out. Uh, it went bestseller in four different categories on Amazon and it had, it was the number one new release in Christian counseling and recovery, I think. In, in a matter of a couple of days. And I literally put my head down on the desk and cried. I was like, so relieved. I was like, oh my God. Um, but so far I was so nervous about people's responses to it. Uh, but so far it has resonated. I haven't had anybody give me a negative review yet. I'm sure that'll come. I, I'm, I'm trying to toughen myself up in preparation for that. Yeah, but the more popular you get, the more love the hate. Has yeah, I exactly. The, for the balance. Exactly. And it always, it's always like the comments too, that like know just where to hit you. They have like nothing to do with like, mm-hmm. any like real critique. And it's not from somebody that you don't know, right. you know, that you'll never know. <laughs> you shouldn't care, but you do. Exactly. You can get a hundred positive reviews. One, one negative review does you in. You know, because it feeds all the insecurities that we have and the rejection issues that most of us walk around with. So <laughs> it'll probably be by a fundamentalist too. More than likely. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that's interesting because right after mine came out, apparently the Gospel Coalition put out a book called Before You Lose Your Faith. And it's about the dangers of deconstruction. Really? And yes. They put out this <laughs> book. And so Choir, my publisher, in response, one of the authors there, Keith Giles, I, I know you guys know him. Yeah. He uh, he said, hey, we should respond to this. And so there, I forget how many authors there are. I contributed, but there was quite a few other choir authors that have contributed. We put out a book called Before You Lose Your Theology in response to the Go- Gospel Coalition's book. And it went number one on Amazon. So, <laughs> so they're right next to each other. <laughs> On Amazon. So that has been uh, generating a lot of conversation right now, too. So there's a lot of conversation around the subject of deconstruction from both perspectives. So the fundamentalists are definitely getting in on it. Um, I think they are pretty threatened by it, honestly. Well, sure. I yeah. mean, the numbers of the church are the lowest they've ever been. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. COVID aside. <laughs> Certainly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even before COVID, they were right. on a huge decline. Yes, very much so. So yeah, they, they want people to fill those pews because that's... Yeah. Uh, that's you money know. in your pocket right there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So to discredit that process or to put fear in people's hearts or minds about that process is beneficial to them. Um, so that's why the, the, the response was, hold on there's, there's, there's validity to this process. So, and I personally, from a psychological perspective, believe there's absolute validity to this process. It's a normal part of, of evolving and growing mentally and and emotionally. So that's a heretic word there. Evolve. I know. I know we're not allowed to use that word. (laughs) It just simply means change, but of course it is, you know, no good from a fundamentalist perspective. Right. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm fascinated about your book. Can you kind of tell us like maybe one of the 
I, you said it's very anecdotal, so I'm sure there's mm-hmm. multiple stories in there, but is there one story uh, that kind of sticks out to you that you'd want to share? Oh my goodness. Um, well, the, the whole book I liken to the process of the metamorphosis of a caterpillar to a butterfly. Um, and so that's interwoven throughout the book. Uh, but there are m- multiple stories, my own primarily, but quite a few others from people that can, that had sent me numerous messages, emails, private messages, text messages. As we, as I was discussing this with people, I was getting all of these stories back and the number of people I was of course kicked out of church. Uh, I've, I found that quite a few people have been, uh, removed for their heretical ideas or their questions or whatever the case may be. Um, there's so many stories, but they're the ones that really get to me are the ones where it's more abusive. Um, there were people that were told, you know, if you don't tithe, you're not really saved. Um, and they were, you know, putting household expenses on their credit cards to make sure that they could tithe every month. And, you know, and then when, when they left the church or when they were asked to leave, whatever the case may be, they realized they had nothing. They had all this debt. They had nothing to show for the years that they had trusted God for the increase um, so those stories were deeply impactful to me because I kind of did the same thing. We, we functioned that way for quite a while tithing when we really couldn't afford to. And Living it by is faith. That's yeah, the way, absolutely. That's but, the way and, real Christians do it. Right. That's the way they yeah. so that's, true, that's what we're taught. True believers. That's the right. whole thing. And, and without true believers, like the whole system wouldn't work because right. it runs off a of true believer. Right. So. But what's, what's, what's maddening to me in that process is the people sitting in the pews are told you have to live by faith, give until it hurts, all of these things, but the church itself doesn't function that way because they're constantly asking for more donations because we have this program or we need the rent paid or whatever. Why are they not living from that? It's ran ran as a business. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's very corporate feeling. Yeah. They're they're told everybody to live by faith, but then at the same time, they're like, you know, but make sure you pay your tithes. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I was sharing with somebody the other day that literally um, we did tithe and we did offerings as well. We spent, we gave a lot of money. And at one point I was not happy that our money was going into the, into just that building. And it was basically paying rent and salaries. And I was like, no, I really need my money to be doing something more. And so we start, we split it up and started giving to different organizations. And that was a big no, no. I mean, we were, my husband was called out in a board meeting for, Hey, by the way, this is not how you tithe. You bring the whole tithe to the storehouse. And this is, this is what's wrong with our church that our members don't know how to tithe. And I was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) This is the stuff I ended up having a lot of problems with. So yeah. And I don't know how your church was about actually, you know, doing community outreach or actually working with the community. But mm-hmm. one thing I found out, or at least started struggling with towards the end of my church, uh, I guess, um, uh, attendance uh, was that my church wasn't doing anything uh, as far as outreach goes. We had previously had like a, a food pantry where we would, you know, give to, to local people. And we, we had a clothes closet in the past where we do that. But those were things of the past. And my church wasn't doing any, anything like that. And then whenever I moved to Dallas, um, you know, the church that I joined was doing a lot more outreach and whatnot. Uh, but then, the, then it turns out the pastor was laundering all the money oh. uh, and, and using it on, on uh, blow and hookers. Oh and uh, yeah. And so, it, you know, this is... Incremity. Yeah. Either the church is, is actually doing something good with it, which, uh, you know, probably few and far between nowadays, because back in the day, people used to rely on churches to, you know, yeah. feed the hungry and stuff. And that's not, that's not the case anymore. No. Uh, the churches have to have uh, the most up-to-date technology and they have to have well, uh, the, the it, best pews and everything. It became political, Chris. It became, yeah. I think sometime like in the nineties or something, I was listening to a podcast. It was talking about how um, anytime now, even now it's like, if you mention anything like feeding the hungry or doing anything, it's, it's looked as like socialism. And then like all of a sudden right. you're, you're Marxist all of a sudden, or, yeah. you, you know, like, and, and it's like, Whoa, wait a minute. doesn't Jesus talk about like living life this way, but, but it's, it's become like, you know, if you're a Christian, you're a capitalist and you have to believe in like the system and it's more about protecting the system. It's like, what has happened right? like nowadays? And so like, I really commend, um, you for writing this book. And I know this is, you're, I think at least second time we've had you on the podcast. Second um, time, yeah. Second time. Yes. And, uh, and we've had, a, I've gotten to work with you um, behind the scenes, which had to do a network and different mm-hmm. things before. So like, I really have gotten to know you and, and some of your stories. So I'm really happy for you and I'm happy for the Thank success you. that you've gotten right away as well. Thanks. And um, 
Yeah. I mean, I, I would imagine too, if you're going to get any kind of like pushback um, it, that it would too, like you're saying, come from the fu- fundamentalist, you know, it's kind of funny. The ones who complain about cancel culture yes, are exactly. or, or be the first ones that are probably going to come after and try to cancel you with, yeah. with something like this. And even, even in the name, because it's kind of funny because uh, I talk, I, I mean, I love it um, to be honest, because I, I, I'm going to have to go there because it's so similar to, you know, yes. fade, fade to gray. Exactly. Um, and I'm like, I'm like, want to know how you chose this name. Um, cause, but also because whenever we were choosing a name, I'm sure it probably has some of the same reasons. Probably. Reasonings. In fact, the funny story, you you don't know this. Okay. But uh, uh, the original name of Fade to Gray podcast was Into the Gray. Oh, okay. Um, and had, had none <laughs> of the- copy, I swear. Had, had, <laughs> oh, had none of these members and never, never actually <laughs> launched on RSS feed. And like, I think the recordings are all gone at this point. Aww. They were saved for a little while, but it was like a best friend of mine back in high school and, uh, and another uh, girl we went to high school with. And it just didn't mesh as well. And my, at that time, my buddy wasn't really interested in talking about faith. And that's all I wanted to talk about. Aww. And so, but anyway, um, like, so, I, so I love the name and I love the fact that you're, you or your publisher or whoever decided to go with a Y, you know, okay <laughs> with the R in it, yeah. uh, the, the, the right way to spell yeah. uh, gray. I always get confused way. by that. So <laughs> into the gray. So, um, so yeah, so, I mean, I imagine even the name, um, it would ruffle some fundamental fe- feathers because Probably. it's like, you have to either be black or white or hot or cold. Yeah. You can't like being gray is still the undecided is a mm. danger. That's what right. I, I was always told that you can't live there, but the more I realized that's where life actually happens. And that's it's where absolutely where life happens. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, like truth isn't black and white. I mean, as much as like it's sold as it is, it's like, it's, oh yeah, truth is black and white unless it's not like, wait, right. wait a minute. And like, how's that? Then it's not black and white. <laughs> right. So like, yeah. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Well, I've said that all along, like people that are like, but I have faith. I'm like, no, what you have is certainty because faith is uncertainty. Faith means it's mystery. You don't know. And, but what you have is certainty and you're equating it and calling it faith. Um, and that's erroneous. Um, but we are taught it's black or it's white. We're taught hot or cold. Like you said, there's verses in the Bible that say, if you're lukewarm, I'll spew you out of my mouth. And people glom onto that. Like that's some kind of indicator of faith, but it's not everybody questions. Everybody is unsure at, at times. And we've been taught that that means we don't have faith, but I would posit that that means we absolutely are living by faith because we don't know, and we're still going forward. And so into the gray, for me, it was about coming out of that very dualistic mindset and saying, I, I can't exist in this place where something is either right or wrong, because that suggests that I myself have the totality of truth. And I don't, and neither do you, nobody does, you know, we can think we know God, but we, we don't. And so to say that we have all of the answers oh, and, and call oh, it faith. Oh, oh, that, that's, that, that's a pretty big statement that I could see that triggering a lot of people would say, I'm sure. you know, like, but I know, I know God though. I know oh, okay. you can't tell me what I know. I know uh-huh. what I know. Okay. And it's in the book. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've read the Bible too. 
you know, and, <laughs> and, and, and honestly, I know some things that other people don't know because it's through my lens, just like there's. Right. I, I was actually just about to say that it's... about your lens, because one thing, you know, I'm doing my master's just program talk, right babe, now. If you want to talk, Chris is going to keep talking. <laughs> yeah, clearly. I what? think there's, there's, I, no, I just tried to say lag. stuff multiple times. You keep talking. Um, I, I think that the, a lot of this is, uh, it, it can be like an American perspective too, because the Jewish mm -hmm. side of things, like the Jews are always questioning things and they Absolutely. would always question their faith and, it, and it's okay. And if you aren't in the synagogue questioning things, there's something wrong with your faith. Exactly. Yeah. So, well, we've Americanized Christianity and that, you know, we've done a disservice to it because it's, we need to fix that. Yeah. It is built around the Jewish religion and the Jewish culture. And I mean, Jesus was a Jew. So, I mean, we have to look at it from that perspective, but we don't, we have decided that our perspective is the perspective of Christianity, which disallows the rest of the world's expression of Christianity to be validated. And there's yeah. something wrong with that. And again, you know, there's that old example of the elephant, the blind men, all the blind men touching the elephant. And they all think they yes. have the answer of what the elephant looks like, but they don't, they are, they only know what they're touching. And the same thing is true for us, for God. We only know the experience we've had with God. And that doesn't even mean it's a true experience, only that it fits what we believe at the moment. Mm -hmm. And so, and again, this is where it starts getting ugly because as soon as you begin to question that, the dominoes start falling in your mind psychologically. And now you're left with this, I don't think I know anything, which is that very gray area, you know? And yeah. then the other part, the other reason for that name is because, you know, psychology, gray matter, it, you know, it just made sense in my head. So. I don't know that it actually makes sense. It was just in my head. So that makes sense. The little gray cells. Yeah. A little, yeah. Little I mean, that's there. a great answer if nothing else. Like, but then the last connection about the, into the, the gray matter, that's interesting too. Like, yeah. cause then it's kind of like cerebral, which right. I mean, which is also would be offensive to the whole live by faith, like people as well. So. Oh, sure. Because uh, psychology is dangerous. <laughs> what were we going to say though, Chris? Oh, it doesn't. I don't know. I forgot. Whatever. <laughs> so, so, sorry, I, I, Elizabeth kept trying to say something too, and I was like, and so uh, I think there's a lag though, is what was going on there, but it didn't mean it, it like cut you off too, like from your thought. So because you had good questions as well. So, but no, this is a great conversation, uh, and uh, like that that make that makes sense. Like that's a very thought out, and as far as just your answer to that question of the name, um, is very intriguing as far as like um like how you worded that i think is it's going to be an incredible read um Hope so, so um, my, my question though is because um elizabeth is a very avid reader and i'm sure she's going to read this book chris i'm sure will probably read it he's he has a lot of reading with uh, his masters as well right now but like yeah i know that feeling. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm i'm more of an audio learner and like so like i like to digest a lot of like my knowledge and stuff through either podcast or audio books is it uh do you have any plans of like release in the as an audiobook um i would hope so but that's on the publisher i'm not sure how they'll do that only um, if omar reads it there we'll let yeah, omar right. read it <laughs> everybody i'm sure would want to listen to that <laughs> only if you stop and offer commentary along the way <laughs> i think those are the best audiobooks i think it'd be know? like that ended up being a podcast it would be, there you go be yeah. like a like three day long journey <laughs> down into the gray. Yeah. Everybody be gray by the time they're done listening. Well, have you ever, have you ever listened to like any of Rob Bell's books? He does his own audibles and he's, he'll stop and offer commentary along the way. And I love that. I'm like, this is way better than the actual book because you're getting well, so you much more. That. Yeah, maybe I should, who knows? Yeah. I'm listening to Dan Harris's book about meditation right now. And mm. he's done that, but this is on honestly the first that's honestly the first book I listened to that has the commentary, but yeah. to be Rob fair, does it a lot. The, I'll, I'll have to listen to him because I haven't heard yeah. him yet. And the other one I have that I've listened to a couple times now, and it's on a totally different subject. It's called can't hurt me. It's by David Goggins. And uh, he sits and he had a writer. So they actually sit and discuss each chapter afterwards. Uh, so you get so much. So I have cool. the actual book, but I've listened to the audible like two or three times now because it's so good just listening to their conversation. So I love that. I hope that would be great. I would love to get to do that. We'll see. Cool. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> it, it, it is. It is. Like everybody had so many questions earlier, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking to both like either one of them if they want. All right. I, oh, I, I, I would hate have... to talk over Elizabeth. 
Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I was like, I'm sarcasm. Down, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, sarcasm. I, I I apologized earlier, but like, do we? So let's let's talk about the trauma from being cut off by being told you're talking about. It was since, it was since so we have a, since, so since we have a mental health. I was gonna say, do we need to have a mental like a mental therapy session? Yes, or is that I, what we I, need I think you should yeah, actually do a, like a whole a whole trauma series on it. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> Smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, a, a six month long trauma series. Hey, let's let, let's have a mental minute. Okay. <laughs> well, no, we're, let's have one. So, like, we're talking about into the gray, mm-hmm. and we're talking about how like it's your story, and you're talking about how it's already already a success, and then like all, you've put out another book in in the like how does how does that even work? Like you're just like oh shit, we're going to just put out, and it's funny because I was looking at the list of authors. I can't remember yeah. the name, name of this second book. Remind me again. It's called you uh, Before You Lose Your Theology. I think that's the name of it. Oh God. <laughs> before, <laughs> you, before You Lose Your Theology. <laughs> before You Lose Your Theology. Yeah, um, Before You Lose Your I think, Theology. I think 90% of the authors of that book have been on Fade to Gray. I think so, so too. Um, <laughs> so, talk, so was it something where you guys just already had stuff written and you compiled yes, it? and or we did contributed. You, or yes. did you like respond like to what was written already? Okay. So Keith, just... well, Keith, Keith Giles did the edit, the editing and it was his, I believe it was his idea. So he started gathering people that he knew had written on deconstruction and saying, let's contribute, would you contribute to this book? And so he put it all together um, and so I'm, I'm not sure if he was re- put it in the order to actually respond directly to their book or, or if he had an order that he thought made sense to him. Um, but yeah, all the contributing authors have actually written previously on deconstruction in some form or fashion. So I think myself and Mark Karras are the only ones that, and I'm not sure what, if Mark, what Mark submitted was actually psychological mine was. So, you know, I think they tried to bring in a lot of different perspectives in, in response. So I actually don't have the book yet. I need to get the book. <laughs> I actually really like Keith Giles. He's a good dude. Yeah, he came on. Uh, well, you both and have more. been on movies most, that molded most, me. Yeah. 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 That was great. <laughs> most of those authors you guys have are, are great. Yeah. Like yeah. it's a really good community you guys have. There's there, only, so. yeah, there's only a couple of them. I didn't know. Um, I, there's another woman on there that I don't know who that is. I got to, I got to, research her a little bit i have not been on facebook much lately other than to post pictures and get the hell out so (laughs) (laughs) i had a lot of time for all the drama so um but yeah i mean i know most of the authors and like you said you've had most of them on here i know you've had what derek day mark karis keith giles matthew distefano uh myself uh yeah like (laughs) the entire list you guys have covered it so so that's actually interesting though because um with deconstruction, I think that's something that most people will say that they stick with church for is because of the community, right? Yeah. Um, because they're they're afraid of losing that community, their friendship base, and all that yeah. stuff. And what happens? What happens when I go into the gray? Like, right. is there life out, outside of that? And so, um, it's also encouraging to see like all of you who are writers and like I consider successful, you know, and like are are learned. It's not so. It's not just a bunch of people leaving the church because they're offended. Right. You know, that's no. it. Which actually, is, quite a few of them. Ta- I think which, quite a few of them actually attend church. Keith does home, uh, like home groups, things like that. I do not attend. I'm with Chris. I do not attend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. That, that, that's where we're. That's where we're at too. But we're always told, you know, those people are just offended, you know, and they just yeah. can't get over it. hurt people, hurt people, sort of thing, yeah. and then try, try to write, trying to write off the fact that like there's actually something wrong with the system, right. you no, know, instead well, of actually like looking at it head on. Yeah, that's a defense mechanism. I I fully believe that. I believe people do that subconsciously without realizing that's what they're doing. They're protecting themselves because if they if they admit that you have good questions and that maybe you do have like a good point they're afraid that they're going to have to have other questions. And it is scary to lose your belief. It is scary to lose God for a while. And so I think a lot of people say, no, that's, that's unacceptable as a way to protect themselves. And, um, and it's unfortunate because you do lose your community. And like you're saying, they're saying, oh, you're bitter, you're angry, whatever. They write you off so easily. And it's so incredibly hurtful, you know, from, from a Christian belief system that says we're supposed to be about community and love for one another they very easily write people off. And that's, that is very upsetting. And not only that, but what they're doing is they're proving that their God is not that strong because if I'm going to berate somebody for not believing, 
uh, because of a fear that maybe they're right, then my faith is really small. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But again, again, you're remember, I think most people are equating faith with certainty. So you can't have questions if you're certain, you know? So yeah. So faith is mis misdiagnosed here as far as definition goes. It's, it's, we've been taught one thing when it's really something very, very different. I blame the Bible uh, because it's so all over the place with the the instructions for how to have faith or for how to do things, you know, it's like, uh, am I supposed to, you know, work out my salvation with fear and trembling (laughs) or am I supposed to be, you know, like Jesus (laughs) 100% of the time? Well, it's funny because a few days ago, you know how your Facebook has your memories come up. I had a memory come up the other day where I I put two verses. I'm like, hmm, I'm confused. And one was do not answer a fool according to his folly or whatever. And then the verse, (laughs) like three verses later says, yeah, Yeah. answer a fool according to da, 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 da. I'm like, wait a minute, (laughs) which one am I doing here? Yeah. Pick and choose whichever one you want for the time, I guess, whichever, whichever mug or t-shirt you're trying to make. (laughs) Exactly. Whichever, whichever march you're trying to push. So um, <laughs> or whichever, whichever, or whichever sermon you're writing, I guess. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway. Um, so, but it, the question is, so th- it looks like you found like a, a decent community then. I mean, I, I know you guys um, and stuff, so I can I kind of have an inside scoop, but for the, for anybody who's like, you know, afraid, you know, they're hanging on, you know, that they're excusing like destructive behaviors and you know, putting themselves in situations that are only going to like you know, lead to more mental, like basically yeah. where there's just trauma down the, down the road. Um, what would you say to them who are afraid that they're of losing community? I, I think, well, first of all, you know, people that are afraid of losing community, it hurt me, but I wasn't afraid of it because I'm very introverted. So I'm totally cool by myself. I, I don't have a problem with it. Um, for people that are extroverted, however, this is an existential crisis. Because yeah. this has become their community, it's their identity, and when you lose that, it is very frightening. You feel very alone, and I'm not going to say I didn't feel alone at first because I felt very betrayed by the people that I thought were my friends. Um, what I found, however, when it, part of this is you close down, so you don't talk to people. When you start to talk to people and share your experience, what you find is there's so many people out there that have had some kind of like experience. You find a new community. Now, for me, that community came through Facebook, and that's where I met most of the people um, that could commiserate with me in the experience. And I was good with that because, like I said, I'm introverted. So the keyboard friendship works for me. Like, (laughs) you know, I can answer when I'm ready. I don't have to be, you know, I don't have to go to lunch with anybody. I'm just not that kind of person. And these Um, are all the dick pic guys you're talking about? <laughs> and, and and then about one once every other week though somebody's on there and they piss you off and you have to like you know you know it's a part of the process in their place you know? yeah it's it's a part of the process and it's funny because you can watch people that are going through deconstruction and you can kind of pick out where they are in the process based on what they're doing in the social media atmosphere because for a while when you when you discover there's a whole world that you get to know about now you start sharing that and you're very effusive with it right? Then all the kickback starts. And so now you get very defensive and, and problem, it becomes problematic because now you want to argue every single tenant of what you think or believe. And so you kind of see this. And then after a while you see people go, yeah, I don't care to argue anymore. And so, you know, they're further along on the spectrum of this deconstruction because there's a very real cyclical process that's happening here. Their mind is shifting and changing and, and they're becoming much more comfortable with not having to convince anybody or with uncertainty or whatever it may be. They're becoming much more going deeper into sin is what you're saying. Oh, okay. Okay. Deeper into sin. (laughs) (laughs) Becoming more pendulum swing, becoming more numb to the spirit is what you're doing. That's one of the things that I noticed for myself is of course I had a background in the military. So there was a period in my life when my language was probably not great. Um, But I broke myself of that habit, especially when I had kids. And of course I was very involved in the church and that's, you know, not acceptable. Um, One thing I found is when I came out of the church and I was going through all this emotional upheaval, the profanity came back incredibly strong. And what I realized is my expression of grief was anger. And so there was all this anger that had been pushed down for years yeah. that now I'm vomiting out. And so you argue every little thing, you, you, you have no problems getting nasty with people, you're profane, all of these things. And then after a while, that pendulum swing starts to come back. And pretty soon you're finding that equilibrium somewhere in the middle where you're comfortable just being who you are and not worrying if anybody likes it or not. Yeah. And, and that's difficult outside of religious belief. That's difficult because a lot of us have a lot of, you know, self-esteem issues. I do. And so finding that space where you're comfortable with yourself takes a while. 
So what happens? So when you're saying it's deeper and deeper into sin, that's what's happening. People are coming out of out of this belief system. They're having this wild swing, and everybody is now defining them on that end of the spectrum instead of allowing them to settle first. You know, and I think there's something to an age maturity in this in that as well. It, maybe. I, I, or just a danger of labeling everything as sin, you know, and labeling. Yeah, we shouldn't do that. And labeling people as us versus them. It's, yeah. it's still that. And I think that's the whole thing is like you can break free from like religion, but like when you, but you can still do things religiously, you know, you right. can still do yeah. things yeah, out, that's out of true. that habit without, without knowing it. And you can still be just as fundamentalist, but just on the other side of things. Right. You know, and nothing ever really changed. Well, it's interesting because before I started down this process, I had people that had started this process. I didn't know this at the time, but they had started this process and they would tell me, you need to learn what grace is. You really need to, you know, God is so much better than you're giving him credit for. (laughs) So then when I began to question and I went beyond what they were comfortable with, they got very fundamentalist on me again. Like, oh, you've gone too far now. And I'm like, so there's a limit on grace. Is that what you're telling me? (laughs) You said before there wasn't. Of course there's a limit on grace because, you know, you, you can't have some sort of a universalist Christ or anything here. Yeah, we can't have that. <laughs> Not everyone's going to be saved. It's only the elect, Michelle. Come on. Absolutely. Yeah, it's very Calvinistic of you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I, five I come points, from a Calvinist. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> from a Calvinist background. Um, uh, yeah, don't we all? <laughs> so, Chad and Melody Johnson are watching, and mm-hmm. uh, Chad has a question for you. He says, "What he? Well, first of all, he says, uh, what defines a healthy community?" And he mm-hmm. says, emotionally healthy, obviously no one will match Michelle's physical health. <laughs> oh, Chad might. He's, he works out a lot. And Melody's in the gym. I want to know if Melody's still being consistent. That's what I want to know. Somebody Uh-oh. answer. Chad, answer that for me. Um, <laughs> a healthy community. I think a healthy community is one in which you allow everybody, all the members to be exactly who they are. That, that it's not about you can making them conform to what you're comfortable with, but that you learn to love them for who they actually are. Faults and all. You know, and, and that doesn't mean you're always going to get along, but it, it means that there should be room for disagreement without so much disharmony. Like I can disagree with somebody and still love them dearly, you know? And so I think that that creates a healthy community. Uh, another is where we're, where we're showing love and compassion for one another. You know, those actual Christian characteristics that we're all supposed to be walking around using that we actually are using them. Um, so to me, that's healthy. And I, I just don't know. And again, this comes from a lot of introspection and looking back over this process. I don't know that there is a place that's totally like that. And I, I have to learn to forgive that there isn't, you know, bar I, I, well, <laughs> well, yeah, bar's great. <laughs> Personally, if, if somebody was holding church in a jar, in a bar, I might actually go. Um, they because do that I might Monday. need a stiff drink yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even drink and I might need one because church does that to me now, but But I I just, I feel like we have to be more caring and concerned for one another um, while encouraging each other to be exactly who you want to be. You know, I think we all spend in Christianity, we spend a lot of time trying to conform and, and be what the system tells us we're supposed to look like instead of getting to be exactly who we are. Right. Yeah. You're supposed to die to yourself. Yeah. All the fun platitudes that we get preached at. Yeah. And especially as a woman, you know, you're told, oh, you're supposed to be meek and mild and submissive and all these things. And I can tell you that on my best day, I've never been able to pull off meek, (laughs) mild or submissive. Not I've tried. I've tried to school my face. I've tried to shut my mouth. It doesn't work. Like I'm an aggressive person. I can't help it. So, and I used to chastise myself. I used to watch these women in church that were so delicate and sweet and kind and mild mannered. And I would think there's something oh, wrong with me. I'm broken. Bless their souls. Yeah. And now I'm like, and now I'm like, you know what? Women wouldn't be where we are if there weren't women like me, women that are willing to stand up and say, hell no, that's not, that's unacceptable. Yeah. As um, you're, as you're talking about what a community, a healthy community is, uh, you know, and kind of like saying that the church has a problem with not letting people be who they are. Individuality. Uh, and, yeah. Right. And certainly judging people. You're actually reminding me of modern day, just like social media, really, where you're not allowed to be no. anyone uh, except for perfect. You have to be completely virtuous. You have to be, you know, unquestioning. It's it's almost as if a new religion is popping up. Sure. Uh, in, you know, in, in our society wh- when it comes to social media. Uh, and it's really kind of gross because I know what it's like to be in that religion. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I, I want to just, I, I want to tell everyone, Hey, there's beauty in the gray, <laughs> you know, come, Absolutely. come to the gray. <laughs> 
Absolutely. Yeah, we're all fucked up here. Yeah, exactly. And we're all okay with it. We're all a little weird down here. Yeah. Like well, I'm, I'm a certainty person. So uncertainty for me was incredibly uncomfortable. It still is some days, but I'm a lot more comfortable now with it than I was. Yeah. But I, I actually kind of enjoy being able to relax and just figure out who I am because I've spent the majority of my life not knowing because I've tried to play a role for everybody yes. for so long that I, I had to stop and question and go, who the hell am I? That's right. Like, I don't even know who I want to be. And so I, I do all these things, you know, to see if that's going to work for me. And, and I just quit apologizing for it now. I just don't have the time to apologize for it anymore. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm 55 years old. I've got less time left on this earth than I've already lived and I'm not willing to go quietly. So Oh, you don't know that. Once uh, Elon Musk gets Neuralink in there, you're going to be living okay. forever. Okay. Okay. That would be great. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I was watching a show the other night where somebody lived forever. And I'm like, I don't know if I'd want to do that. That just yeah. seems, I mean, it seems, makes me tired to think about it. <laughs> so you kind of hit on something uh, I was going to ask you about um, because I was thinking too, when you're describing like that utopian type perfect community where everybody like accepts people for being an individual, an individual and I was like, okay, that might be a really good sign for an unhealthy community is one that doesn't accept individuality. Um, but then I was like, but, but accepting in someone's individuality is very uncomfortable sometimes to do. For sure. And, and I think that's the whole thing is like, we're so creatures of comfort. And I think that's the thing that keeps us like maybe in unhealthy situations a lot of times is because it's like, what are we will what what are we willing to sacrifice and a lot of times the thing that we're not willing to sacrifice is is our comfort but then i want to be careful because that same type of theology or teaching could be used to to get people in uncomfortable situations that they shouldn't be in too sure so like like how do you like so there's gray area there too so how do you absolutely find, how do you <laughs> how do you find that balance where it's like okay i like i need to be around people that are healthy for me and that I should be able to be in, feel good to be in myself. Mm -hmm. But, um, at the same time, like where, where should I accept the uncomfortableness? Where right. should, or where should I draw that line? I, I don't know for me. I mean, I've grown, I grew up in a lot of abusive situations, you know, and I, so I kind of was hurt by that to the point where I don't trust easily. And one of the things that I had to learn through all of this is to give people a chance. Um, the other thing I had to learn, and I think, I think it would do well, people would do well if everybody worked on this, is being uncomfortable with how somebody else is, is normal and natural because they're different than us. So it, it feels unnatural to us. It feels uncomfortable. But I have to own that. I have to say, this is me being uncomfortable, not that there's anything wrong with you necessarily. And instead, what we typically do is say, there's something wrong with that person because it makes us uncomfortable. So we have to own our own shit. You know, like I, that makes me uncomfortable, but that's because I have a background that makes that uncomfortable, not because there's something wrong with that person. Now, I will say, if somebody's behavior in your life becomes hurtful to the point where you're struggling emotionally or mentally or whatever, then yeah, maybe extricate yourself from that situation because that's harmful to you. I also don't think that that should be something that is, a forever thing. I think that we have to reevaluate those things occasionally, you know, and give that person another chance here and there, you know, and say, is this person better for me now that I've grown? Maybe they've grown. Let's, let's talk about that. Um, but I, I think we have to find, we have to own our own shit, but find that boundary that's healthy for us as well. And, it, and that's going to be different for every person. Again, this is the mental health shit is so obnoxious because <laughs> it's so subjective. You can't give one answer and expect it to apply across the board. It doesn't work that way. So. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> You're getting a lot of love on Facebook right now. Oh, am I? Yeah. Well, first of all, <laughs> Melody says that she is keeping up oh, with, good. Uh, with that Good job, stuff. Melody. Yeah. And uh, she talks about how you really helped her uh, in being herself and Aww, uh, helped sweet. her when her heart was broken by her religious community. Yeah. 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 yeah she's, she's real sweet. And uh, I'm really proud of her for holding on to what she was doing because uh, I know it can be very hard to build new habits. And so she got in the gym and she started working. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm proud to hear she's still doing it. Um, I, I think, I think that she was hurt badly and her story really made me angry. Every time I hear somebody's story where they're mistreated, it makes me so angry. I have to go deal with my own emotions all over again. <laughs> right. Yeah. So she's a sweetheart. 
Yeah, they're I, I love Chad and Melody. Yeah. Uh, they're great. They came yeah. down to Dallas a few years ago. Oh yeah. Uh, and uh we got to hang out for a weekend. Aww. And uh, it was fantastic. They're really good people. Yeah. We lost Omar. I know, I just saw that. That's <laughs> so just, crazy. They exited the room. They're like, we're the hell out of here right now. They said bye. <laughs> if if we oh, don't get to be a part Elizabeth's of this conversation, back. we're out. <laughs> Chris is just talking too damn much. That's, that's what they were Sorry, saying. Our son, our son uh, hit the wireless oh. router plug. Unplugged oh, no. it. So I knew Omar kind of went very static there. <laughs> he stopped moving. Yeah. So we're both not happy with that situation. Podcasting's fun, isn't it? Ooh, yeah. Wow. I'm hoping that recording saved. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you'll have I the wonder... Facebook live though. Oh, that's true. You'll have that at least. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what, that's probably what we'll end up using then. <laughs> yeah. Cause it, it's oh, possible Lord. you lost. Well, we're still on the zoom meeting though, but you have control of it. So, but he was, I recording. do, but I'm not recording yet. He's yeah. He was recording. recording. Oh boy. Yeah. Did he, re- <laughs> if, oh, maybe it recorded to the cloud too. <laughs> here's open yeah well (laughs) yeah i met him in the hallway he's like and that's why we record on audacity that's why (laughs) yeah we were just one time we all decided not to yeah Yeah. well like i said you have the facebook live you'll probably be okay you should have that so yeah you'll be able to use that (laughs) well is there anything else michelle that you want to uh specifically talk about with us or Mm -hmm. advocate for yourself where can people find you uh well as i mentioned i'm on facebook but again i'm trying not to engaged too much most of my stuff on facebook lately has been the bodybuilding stuff so um every now and then i throw out something theological or my book or something but i haven't done that very much but i am on facebook i'm on instagram but if you go to instagram that is completely bodybuilding stuff um and that's pretty much where i am i mean you know what i need to do Hmm. i need to take a screenshot from your instagram and like post it on my refrigerator whenever i go to get like a piece (laughs) of cake or whatever and just be like I need to fucking get hard like Michelle. Like, what am I doing with my life? That's what I Are need to do. Are you kidding me? I you're have gonna, like chastised myself. I've been chastising myself for days over discipline. So. <laughs> yeah, he worded that funny, didn't he? Yeah, that's, did. not, that's not the way I meant it. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think he did, did yeah, that. I was just going to go past that. that was, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not going to skip that. <laughs> right there. Uh, I, I don't know. Just in time to hear that. So I don't yeah, know well, what we're talking about. But apparently, we're talking about like getting hard to pictures of Michelle. So. Yeah. What I meant was bulk up. You know, Chris is a lot with muscle age to you, Michelle, than that twenty-two-year-old. Yeah. There gym, you go. So yeah. Don't yeah. be. This is this is this is a better fit. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Chris is kicking himself now for that wording. (laughs) Yeah, I probably should have said something different. (laughs) I still probably would have made a sexual euphemism out of it. Probably. Sorry about the internet connection. No uh, worries. That's uh, uh, God bless children. You know, they they said, um, we're tired of not having parents. So (laughs) so we know, like, this is how we'll have parents again. We'll just take away the internet. There you go. Yeah. uh, um, So yeah, I I don't know how that's gonna uh, happen on the recording end. I don't know if yeah. we want to like. We were we were just talking about I had, that. We were saying you're, you have I, Facebook Live, so you probably have that. Yeah. Even if Zoom is gone, so, so. That's probably what we'll have to do. So. And if anybody's looking so, sorry, to adopt a kid, end. Zeke is now available. <laughs> <laughs> he, he wants to be Amish, but anyway, you know this is this has been great, Michelle. It's been. Um, Thank you very much for coming on and doing this. Um, uh, I'm very excited that you got this book out, and I knew that you were working on it for a while. And I'm, yeah, I'm very happy while. that it's that that it had the positive reviews already. Yeah. And I'm I'm excited to hear um you know some of the negative ones. That's the ones. I'm, I'm <laughs> well, we'll see. I'll let you know when I get one. So. <laughs> I'm really happy that it's a short book. It's like it is and, shorter. Yeah, it's shorter. Like what? Ooh, like 150 I'm, pages. Oh, I might read it. 184, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. So you guys can pick up your own copy of Into the Gray by Michelle Collins on Amazon. You can also find Before You Lose Your Theology, put out by her publishing company, Choir, also on Amazon. So make sure to go pick those up. (laughs) Oh, and while you're there, Souls of Clay Hatchie by Dr. Anthony Todd Carlisle is also available now on Amazon. What is that one? Go ahead, babe. Uh, he's an author. Um, he, he was an award-winning uh, journalist who just put out his first, oh. uh, it's a novel 
uh, with a mystery twist. Oh my gosh, and, uh, I love fiction. Yeah, I do too. So I'm really super excited about it. You can go find the episode we did with him on March 16th. Okay. Is the release date there? Anthony Todd Carlisle is the author. I'm super excited, oh, and well, he's local to hearing us. Hearing that name, so okay. All right, I'll have yeah. to go look for it because I read a ton. So yeah. yeah, I'm like you. I read a lot. So. Yeah, he was a lot of fun too. Yeah, he was. He was a great, great interview. Go back and look at great that. Guy. I usually get notifications for you guys' podcast. I don't know if I didn't, didn't see it or what, but I'll go back and look for it. So. Well, we did it twice. Yeah, so. go check it out. Oh, is that the one you did twice? <laughs> yeah, yep. that's the one we messed up. I was starting to think we were going to have to do this one twice. I was, I was going to say, you're setting a, per- a precedent here. You're going to have to be careful. So, so this is a sponsorship for Audacity. Whenever you're doing your podcast, always yeah, exactly. back up in Audacity. <laughs> even even when you're like, oh, we've done this hundreds of times. Yeah. We, can trust, we can trust Zoom. Oh, okay. Well, you know, funny story. I, we were doing a podcast the other day, and I had audacity running but i had just come home from the gym and i was in a rush i hadn't eaten yet so as they're talking i've got my screen muted on zoom and i'm eating <laughs> i did not know it was still all going to audacity awesome i got That's chastised awesome. loudly for oh i'm sure <laughs> on yeah, the editing sure. you have to hear that yeah but uh but it's been a lot of fun, and I yeah. and um, um, good luck to you. And, Thank you. And we've done all the plugs, and we've yeah. told everyone where to find you to go get hard. So, until next until next time. Um, My gosh. Go, go read into the gray and listen to mental. <laughs> Talk to you guys later. Thank you. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Comfortable. 